I've uh, decided to jump into it and uh, not organize my thoughts uh, ever so well. Um, this is an attempt at a sort of like a study journal that I can uh, contribute to as much as I can about my uh, activity as an uh, improviser in the creative um, realm uh, realm and uh, well as I was saying I didn't organize my thoughts very well I'll start with a short uh, presentation of this uh, uh, journal a little bit about myself and I guess that will be about it for the first um, entry into this podcast. I uh, attempted to make a podcast about myself a couple of years ago, but um, I couldn't make it past the first entry. So this is my second attempt. This will be more centered about, more centered on... Uh, my activity um, with improvisation so my name is Victor Podanu this is a pretty important element for me because uh, I decided this podcast will not be anonymous I would like to share my name I guess um, the last one I wanted to make anonymous to include uh, details about my personal life and uh, stuff. But um, I have another uh, journal. I have an audio journal with voice recordings. I also have a written journal that I uh, type on my beloved keyboard almost every day. I wanted to make a, another public journal. I had another public journal, a written one, um, on Wattpad, but there were a couple of drawbacks to that one. Uh, first was that it was in English, um, and with uh, my private journal I write in my a native language which is Romanian so I had more freedom in my private journal and also there was this setback of maintaining anonymity on my public uh, English written journal um, it was on Wattpad and I felt more free in my private journal, I just uh, when I switched to having a private journal from a public one, it uh, it came as a big uh, release. I was uh, flying on my keyboard, not just uh, choosing my words carefully and stuff. So that felt really good. But um, I think my input in this world of uh, creative improvisation um, 
is um, could be could be valuable for some um i'm not going to try to make it interesting or anything like that but um i will uh, say stuff about my activity and uh, the milestones that i slowly overtake uh in my path to i guess freedom and um having a day long everyday uh discipline with improvisation which i'm trying to cultivate i will talk about this in a minute um I'm uh, using my Romanian accent. I think it's uh, the most authentic um from where I stand. I mean instead of uh, trying to emulate an American a poor American or English or British uh, accent, I guess it's better to accept um my country's uh, <laughs> native accent so i'm sorry if it's uh, if it's a bit uh, hard to follow or unpleasant it's very eastern europe east european apparently my cat did some damage here let me just clean it up Wow. The cat uh, discovered a way to climb onto our clothes uh, space in the house. So of course it's um going nuts about it. We have a very active cat even though we neutered it. Okay, uh, enough digression. Let's get back to uh, what this journal will be about. Let me get my cigarettes from the kitchen. I guess uh, this journal will include some uh, snippets of me doing some improvisation. Oh yes, my field of work. Um I studied improvisation on uh, guitar for like I guess it's 20 years now. And at one point I decided that um you know I affirmed myself enough that I could uh, tell myself that I graduated my studies that was about uh 5 or 6 years ago I had already attained a certain level uh not not a technical level on the guitar but 
uh, a mindset level in which I felt more or less free on the guitar and uh, I decided to uh, tell myself that I studied enough and then now, I mean from then on it was time to uh, first diversify my uh, um, the my field of interest from uh, just the guitar to other forms of expression like uh, photography, calligraphy, um, dance, uh, what else, writing, and possibly others I can't remember right now, but I decided to diversify is that a word? Diversify? To expand my area of approaches of uh, improv- improvisatory improvisatoric approaches and learn from all these approaches and uh, transpose to the back to the guitar for uh, um you know, expansion and uh, discovery and uh, evolvement, I guess. And uh, secondly, I decided uh, then that it was time to stop uh, having a study approach to the guitar and that I should just enjoy myself and uh, have fun with it. So that happened. And uh, since then, I have uh, returned to studying, um, in a way, on the guitar. Um, It's more like uh, research. I'm still uh, developing my mindset and um, the basic work that I do on the guitar is uh, trying to adapt my my technique and my approach to what feels good in that moment, this uh, adaptation. Um, What I'm discovering uh, right now, right now I play less on the guitar. Um, I have a SoundCloud account with uh, over 1000 recordings and I've kind of, um, well, not renounced, but uh, I seldom do guitar recordings anymore. My research currently is revolving around uh, the body, the hum- my body, the human body as an instrument of uh, expressing creativity, of uh, involving creativity in movement. Um, I tried a couple of uh, dance and movement um, recipes. I tried uh, contact improvisation, uh, authentic movement and uh, buto. I feel that, well, I first started with uh, contact improvisation, you know, because it revolves around improvisation, but I some somehow feel that 
um, in the amateur way that I um, gained upon it, I felt that it revolves too much around touching and maintaining that point of contact, at least for my taste. I'm uh, more of a, an independent kind of person and uh, that always maintaining physical contact with another person uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't really for me, I guess. Plus it had a couple of um, principles and uh, small vocabulary, maybe not so small, but uh, certain vocabulary. And um, because of my experience on the guitar, I sort of, uh, well, on the guitar I renounced uh, vocabulary altogether. Um, the majority of uh, instrument players, of uh, musical instrument players, um, <laughs> that's my cat, they work a lot on uh, muscle memory and the technique and um, that's an approach that I don't want to have. I um, completely discarded the technique and muscle memory. Uh, that's why my guitar playing isn't... Uh, I mean, you can't really call it, I guess, uh, in any way virtuosity, vir virtuous. Uh, not sure about the word, but I think you get it. Uh, I mean, it's not fast. It's not... Um, you know, I don't play many notes. And uh, I have a mode of playing where uh, there is total uh, abandon. Um, and basically I play faster than I can think. I call it air guitar because it resembles... Um, what you do, you know, make believe um, that you have a guitar in your hands and you make it look like you're playing it, but uh, in fact, um, there's no precision or anything, and I just do that with the guitar in my hands. Let me uh, pick up a guitar and uh, show you how uh, how it sounds like. So this air guitar uh, thing sounds a little like this. like this and my favorite way of uh, playing the guitar now after uh, um, many years of um, sort of like a slow uh, technique note by note approach on the guitar which sounded like this 
I, I can play like this for uh, somewhere between um, zero and an hour, uh, but at some point I get like saturated with uh, the feeling that I get and I need to uh, make it a little more free, a little more uh, interesting for me. I have a higher fascination with uh, sound itself than with uh, musical notes, so I um, mostly um, make some sort of movement and I concentrate on the movement while I play and just create, generate uh, sounds, random sounds uh, and I listen. That is more uh, interesting for me than uh, just following a melody that I hear in my head because that doesn't uh, satisfy me uh, anymore. I studied this for a long time, but um, right now uh, sounds are more to my uh, liking, I guess. And it sounds a little bit like uh, the abundance of sounds from air guitar, but I uh, decrease the speed at which I play and the sounds are sparser, something like this. short demonstration of my approaches to guitar playing um, after all these years. There is a genre of uh, music, if uh, you can call it that, it's called uh, free improvisation and uh, these modes of playing um, work well within that uh, specific genre. <clears throat> Unfortunately, in this uh, podcast, I can't uh, really demonstrate um, the movement, the dance, um, because it's not visual, but uh, if you'd like to see, I have uh, two YouTube channels. One is... Uh, you can find it by searching for my name. Uh, the other one is... Um, well, this one with my name on it has some uh, music, some uh, dance movement stuff. And I also have another one which I use constantly. And... Uh, it's got 
some um, streaming. Uh, I found a way of broadcasting with a webcam that's really efficient. I mean, uh, much more efficient than uh, uh, recording myself with the phone and then publishing on YouTube. Uh, I just go live on YouTube with my webcam and uh, move it around the room depending where I'm uh, where I'm in that moment. And uh, YouTube just takes care uh, by itself of the publishing and the processing of the upload. Um, in my work with recordings, uh, either uh, sound or uh, video, I was always in a search for uh, efficiency of uh, publishing. I uh, don't, even though we have uh, a pretty good uh, photography camera, I don't use it. I instead use my phone because uh, it's very easy to publish on Instagram with my phone. And uh, another advantage of using my phone is that uh, on the street, I like, I liked before the this uh, pandemic. I uh, very much like to do street photography, and with the phone, you're practically invisible. Uh, nobody cares, and uh, nobody not even notices that uh, you're taking pictures with your phone. But if you have um, a, you know, a camera that looks more or less professional, people. Uh, notice and become shy and uh, they don't want to be in the shot you draw attention to yourself and i don't uh, i'm not into that i i like to be unnoticed and uh, even in photography i uh, use a part of my uh, perception with the guitar. On the guitar I developed a perception of where the hands should be, um, a feeling of uh, what's necessary, and I can follow that feeling, sort of like a flow, as they say in this uh, new age uh, mentality, sort of like a flow, I guess. And... Uh, It uh, it's very useful in photography because I can somehow sense uh, where the phone or the camera should be in uh, with regards to the subject. Um, so I don't uh, really have to look at the image or through the viewfinder. I just uh, put my camera where it feels necessary that it should be and I just snap the photo. Uh, this perception is uh, very useful. Maybe I'll talk some more about it in another uh, uh, podcast. This is just an uh, introduction. It's very useful uh, in uh, painting because uh, I can somehow sense where the hand wants to go and where uh, color should be on the paper. It's also important in movement this perception of uh, right versus wrong. Uh, what feels right and uh, what feels wrong. Um, 
it's uh, one of my <laughs> one of my best qualities i guess the fact that i worked on this uh, perception um getting back to my main uh, focus area these days which is movement i was uh, saying that i tried uh, contact improvisation as a dance form i also tried uh, authentic movement it just looks very i don't know if you you can check it out on um, youtube if you search for uh, authentic movement uh there was this uh, person back i think in the 70s or the 60s or something her name is uh, janet uh, adler and uh, there's a short footage of uh, one of her uh, workshops where uh, she was implementing uh, authentic movement it looks very good uh very raw very personal very you know authentic uh, of course uh it's basically it's basic um principle is that you take uh the inner workings of your subconscious you try to access those uh emotions those uh, feelings maybe some of them are uh, repressed uh some of them are on the surface and you try to uh illustrate them with movement and uh, basically uh there is a lot of um uh waiting around to be moved i mean you don't move because you want to move your hand from point a to point b instead you try to evoke um some depth from inside yourself and uh, you allow your body to to express it in a way or another um there are not a lot of uh videos of authentic of videos with authentic movement um it's not it's not a very popular movement uh, practice it also involves a witness someone who watches you move uh, you have to move with your eyes closed so that you get in touch with your inner uh, inner self um i like it very much uh part of what i do is um is this uh, authentic movement but i can't say i adhere uh adhere too much uh, to this because um because i don't want to leave out uh, my intention my consciousness i i don't want uh, all my movement to come from uh, deep inside I want to also express uh, and uh, um amuse myself with humor and uh things that just uh, scratch the surface uh, this uh, authentic movement is sort of like a therapy uh thing and uh I don't want to be doing therapy all the time you know like going deep and stuff I also want to just have fun with it and uh that's why i cannot uh, say that i do authentic movement in my uh, practice part of it is there um but part of it is just uh, just not another thing that uh, is 
interesting to me and it's close to what I do is Buto. This is a Japanese um, form of dance that started somewhere in the 50s, I guess. Uh, 50s, 60s, I'm not sure. Um, it's basically um, a form of dance that uh, is a um, rebellion uh, what's it called when uh, the churches divide schism I'm not sure that's the word in Romanian but um, it's basically a rebellion towards uh, the traditional forms of uh, dance and uh, artistic expression where you search for beauty and you try to express uh, only beauty uh, this Buto also incorporates uh, elements of ugliness, uh, things that were not uh, really uh, quantified before and uh, appreciated, uh, you know, put forth before. Um, what? The cat tried uh, sitting on me, but unfortunately I'm smoking, so it doesn't like that. If I had uh, petted it, petted? Petted? If I had petted, uh, I think it would have stayed on me for longer, but now just uh, checking out. It's sitting on my keyboard. I hope it doesn't stop the recording. Okay. <coughs> anyway. Uh, so, Buto, I relate to Buto in a way that uh, I don't want to search for beauty. It's not, uh, I, I don't want to limit myself to what I consider to be beautiful. Um, I, th I feel that it's very restrictive. Uh, it's something that I do in my music, as uh, I'm sure you you noticed. Um, I like it to be natural, I guess. Um, and I feel that uh, a lot of the grotesque and the ridiculous is uh, funny. I find uh, humor in uh, exaggerating the um, the sickness i guess the uh these areas of oneself that look um not uh, pretty you know also uh, Buto many times um, looks sort of like slow and uh, many times what I do is uh, slow and um, moving in small increments so there is space for my um, I guess involuntary twitches 
little uh, spasms uh, in my body, however you want to call it. Um, I feel that if I don't leave room for uh, the involuntary, if I only restrict myself to the voluntary, um, a frustration uh, starts to grow inside me and uh, from the frustration there is re- rebelliousness. Yeah, so I have to incorporate the involuntary as well. The main thing that I feel um, is different in Bhutto from what I do. Uh, a lot of people that uh, are involved in Bhutto say that uh, you need to renounce your individuality. You have to be nothing or uh, something. Um, also, there is a lot of uh, image work, a lot of imagination work in Bhutto. And um, I don't really want to come in my uh, movement practice from a point of imagination. I I think that uh, it stands in the way of purity. If you picture something in your mind and you try to convey it, um, it's not as pure as uh, just movement without indications from your mind or you know from your imagination or uh, I don't uh, disregard it completely I mean um, I acknowledge the fact that uh, some part of what I do in my movement practice does come from imagination I guess but I don't seek it uh, consciously I don't uh, try to impose something every time or uh, it's more about uh, feelings, I guess, uh, that perception of what needs to happen, um, some o- a little bit of OCD, I guess, in that, where, uh, I mean, where would this approach of uh, what needs to happen, what's right and what's wrong, uh, I think I have a little bit of OCD and uh, maybe that's where it comes from, I'm not sure. Uh, But I'm certain that it helps uh, with my practice. I developed uh, two systems for uh, movement. One is... um, a system where I uh, uh, sit in a relaxing posture and I allow small movements and uh, the involuntary of uh, small spasms to happen and I move with them. I uh, try to observe them and incorporate them uh, with the minimum amount, minimum amount of uh, interference and intention, um, it's very interesting for me to do this because it's a at 
the time when I uh, came across this uh, system, it was a very good way to break stillness. Um, another system that I developed is called uh, sedentary movement. Um, I basically work with uh, four uh, parameters um, in this uh, sedentary movement system. One parameter is uh, something that I call stiffness. It means that you move in small increments. I mean, you move, for example, your hand a little, then you stop and uh, allow this involuntary that I keep talking about to happen. Then you move again a little, and uh, it's a different kind of flow than uh, you know the standard uh, type of flow that you get to watch on YouTube when you search for uh, dance improv or uh, things like that. Uh, it's more um, staccato or something. Another uh, parameter is uh, the perception of stillness. I. Um, I think at my core I am a bit of a sedentary person so I uh, tried to infuse my movement with the spirit of or a feeling of uh, stillness you know to try to feel like I'm uh, um, standing still while moving, moving to maintain this uh, stillness throughout my movement and uh, it feels very good another parameter is this perception of uh, right versus wrong i try to incorporate uh, this uh, perception of what feels right and limit myself to what feels right uh, and uh, what was the fourth one intention um, i try to limit my intention and be very strict about um, you know sometimes uh, it takes a lot of intention and effort to move in a certain way but if you discover another uh, way of moving the movement happens very easily without so much uh, strain and uh, feeling like it's artificial and coming from the uh, from the brain I guess that's somewhat of a metaphor because of course uh, all movement comes from the brain so in this uh, sedentary movement system the intention is set to the minimum uh, the perception of right versus wrong is uh, maximum so uh, I try to be very strict about it the stillness is also at the maximum level and the stiffness is also at the maximum level I did this for about uh, two months um, all day every day uh, but I developed sort of a frustration that I was uh, telling myself no for uh, a lot of movements that you know, I was inspired to do, or uh, they came to me somehow, not to use this uh, big word, inspired. They came to me somehow, I, a part of me wanted to make some movements, but I was constantly telling myself no. So, 
I decided to abandon this uh, sedentary movement system. I did it for a while and I, uh, I abandoned it and I noticed that there was a pretty big gap uh, between um, the utilitarian movements, you know, when I uh, smoke or wash the dishes or eat or uh, go somewhere or, uh, you know, drink water, these uh, movements that uh, have a purpose, a specific purpose. And there was a big gap between these movements that came very easily and the movements that um, I did without a purpose, you know, the, I guess, creative part. A sedentary mo- movement uh, somehow um, equates, uh, is a, it's a very good... Um, medium to blend these two together the utilitarian movements and the non-utilitarian movements and you can somehow maintain a fo- a constant focus on movement whatever you do uh, there was this drawback of uh, always uh, saying no to myself and being very strict about my movements which I wanted to correct um since uh, trying these two approaches, sedentary movement and uh, abandoning sedentary movement, um, I went back to some technique. I uh, incorporated just an element of uh, stiffness, of what I call stiffness, the incremental movement. And I noticed that the other uh, three parameters uh, were somehow uh, balanced out. It wasn't uh, either a minimum or maximum. There were somewhere in between. And uh, this is a point at which I'm at right now. I um, am incorporating this uh, stiffness into what I'm doing. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the moment where even this uh, stiffness parameter work will come naturally. I won't need to keep such a close eye on it in order to maintain a constant uh, discipline throughout the day. Um, I guess in this introductory... Um, how do you call it? A segment, I guess. Um, episode... In the podcast, uh, there is not much else left to say. Um, I will say that I'm um, a few years back when I was watching uh, some YouTube uh, videos about calligraphy. I came across a guy, uh, Asian, East Asian, Japanese or Chinese, I think, not sure. And uh, he was giving a workshop and saying that um he was practicing his calligraphy all day long every day and uh, that really inspired me into searching for a discipline a practice that i could do all day every day um between then and now i also found another guy i'm not remembering his name right now a european guy involved with the movement he has uh, also some uh, Buto videos on YouTube and uh, 
he also said uh, in a video that uh, he incorporates elements of focus uh, throughout the day on uh, movement. So when I um, found out that it's uh, possible to have a, a practice that you do all day every day, I became very interested in finding what uh, what a practice like this could be like for me. I tried with a guitar and uh, I just can't, I get saturated, my ears uh, start hurting from uh, playing music um, more than uh, I would say like, I even try doing it, uh, playing continuously for uh, two hours. I know it's it doesn't sound like much, uh, two hours, but for me, uh, it just uh, I hit a, um, I hit a rock uh, when I did this and I um, I needed to find something else uh, I um, defined a sort of uh, mind oh my uh, better half is home uh, let me pause and I'll get back to it. Right, I uh, took a little time out to greet her. I'm very glad she's home. So I was saying that um, I made a list of uh, all uh, my activities, all my potential activities, and uh, came across this uh, something that... Uh, um, something of a mind-body practice that um, incorporated uh, all the activities that you or I did um, without uh, something in my hands, without an object, an instrument, a physical instrument uh, or a, watching a screen. So everything that's not, uh, that I do just by myself, just my mind and my body that's my mind-body practice. I made a list of activities that I can do like that, like um, playing music in my head or uh, move movement, uh, playing chess, uh, chess in my head. Um, in total, there are like uh, 15 uh, activities. I guess there are even more, but I could only think of 15. Uh, but I needed a practice that I can do, that I can focus on in uh, in a certain degree, even when I'm doing something else like utilitarian or uh, watching or entertainment or uh, everything else, even when I'm washing dishes and stuff. So uh, movement for me is uh, this practice that I can do all day long every day. And uh, right now I'm in the process of um, researching uh, approaches for this movement that will allow me to have the most freedom and uh, keep myself into it all day long, every day. Uh, this is about the point that I'm at right now. Uh, I guess uh, this is about it for the first episode. Um, in the future when I record it will be with uh, updates for this practice uh, 
Um, and um, my findings. Oh god. My cat is going bananas. Let me rearrange the stuff that he. brutalized using his brute force throwing his body on the table and messing up my arrangements here uh, he's very very cute and uh, fascinating my cat so it will contain I guess uh, this uh, podcast will contain updates um I don't know if the next episode will be as long as this one. This was like 50 minutes so far. Uh, I guess that's about it. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. And see you around. Have a really, really, really good day. Or evening or morning. Bye.